Welcome back to another episode of the Exterminatus Podcast, all things competitive in the world of Warhammer 40,000. My name's Eric, with me is my co-host Robert. Hello. And we are here. We actually have news. It's unbelievable. How slow has it been in terms of uh, 40K news? Well, uh, Spiky Bits was doing lore articles. That's how slow it's been. Even they couldn't construct a conspiracy theory to keep your attention and draw clipbait. But, uh, Robert, what new models can we pre-order this coming Saturday? It's a whole bunch of new orc models. They're shaped like bugs with care. it's the new Tyranids codex it's like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah exciting not only is it the models that were previewed with the after the battle of Agram, i think it was the name of that campaign uh the actual codex is actually coming out it's our first codex of 10th edition mm-hmm. and very much okay there's your super basic one which everyone's gonna like yeah this thing and then there's the collector's edition they changed the art by like a lot yeah the art's different the font's different the whole cover concept is different it's pretty snazzy it it looks pretty cool it it reminds me of seeing some of the seventh edition codexes where it's just a full uh, a borderless piece of art for the cover you know, it's one of those things that gets overlooked because everybody remembers how bad the rules were. But yeah, there was some gorgeous-looking stuff in Seventh mm-hmm. Edition. So, for those of you that forgot what was shown off back in like uh, March, July, <laughs> March, July, March, or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, or this might have been shown off at Gen Con. I don't know. Either way. So before Gen Con. We have the the Norn Emissary and the Assimilator kit, so the new big bug in town. The new Death Leaper model, totally not Batman. The new Lictor, the new Neurolictor, which I just realized doesn't have eyeballs. It doesn't need to. It's easier True. when you're sleeping. Okay, Freddy. Awake. And then the updated Gene Stealer kit comes as a box of 10 now <laughs> instead of a weird box of 8 or whatever the number was. And then a further expanded box of Termagants. So as most of you might have seen, the Termagants still have their like their Flesh Borer Hive and their Devourer. They also have like two or three other weapons in there. It looks like in this picture, the rest of them are all flesh borer hives. Then we got like a needle rifle, uh, maybe a spine fist or something. I don't know. And then the parasite from the barb gaunt unit (laughs) and a ripper's one as usual. All very and, cool stuff. Yep, the new Hormagants, the new Biovore Pyrovore kit with new spore mines. They actually look like mines instead of brainstems. Interesting. I didn't pick up on that and see those from sipping through. And now here's the grain of salt. There's also new data cards. 
Yeah, this was a big surprise because originally we were told you'd be getting a set of data cards and that'd be it for the edition. I think most of us assumed the index cards would be those. It seems like, nope, it's when your codex comes out. It's when you get your data cards, which actually gives me a, a glimmer of hope that they may be able to make some corrections as things come out. Mm-hmm. I mean, like taking the Tyranids as an example, the since the Hormagots got some new guns added into their profile from the Leviathan box, they would have needed to update that anyway. Indeed. Um, but yeah, the, the Tyranids are, like they said, the first book to be released. And all of their goodies. So pretty cool stuff. We're looking forward to that. I think the biggest thing, again, I'm looking forward to is taking a look at their at the Codex design. Not so much the what the Tyranids bring to the party, but just, you know, what does a 10th edition Codex look like? What is entailed? What is what's involved in the situation? So I'm pretty excited on that. Yep. I think I saw someone commenting on something from this article that it sounded like there was going to be more than three detachments. It was going to be something like six or something. Yes, there are 47 different data sheets and six full detachments with unique abilities, rules, enhancements, and stratagems. So it's there's going to be a whole bunch of variety. I'm curious to see how that, because I could definitely see certain factions having more detachments than others, uh, more mix and match. But I was, I was kind of when you said, who's ever thought there would only be three? I was thinking, oh, yeah, six sounds like a good number. And I just, I just look at it like, okay, Tyranids get six. Will Space Marines get like 4,000? I don't know. Um, just because there's different ways of playing it. But I'm wondering just from a, Tyranid standpoint, are we seeing like a crusher stampede? Or are we going to see like a, um, a swarm designed detachment? I'm curious to see what they come up with. Yep, it is definitely going to be an adventure, to say the least. But that's literally all the news that we have. Yeah. But it's some big news, though. It Changes is some big news. by a lot. Yep, and we should probably get more news later in the week. Uh, Nova Open is indeed this coming weekend, and Games Workshop has also announced that they will be doing a reveal show for multiple game platforms, including 4,000. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that and seeing what other new stuff. Uh, most of us are probably thinking it's the Space Marine half to this Tyranid release. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to reveal at the preview that's going on on Wednesday. So that'd be kind of cool to see. And um, also be interesting, we're still kind of waiting on bated breath. The rumor is that the balanced data slate for this quarter will be coming out the week after the event. Yep, which for those of you that are attending the Smite Club Open, the rules cutoff is in fact the second. So as much as the NIDS players would like to play their new book, Sadly, this event is most likely going to be your last hurrah with the old in, with just the index cards. And then from there, feel free to devour the universe with your brand new book. Hmm. 
But you know what? I think a lot of players, you see this bump. And they're like, okay, the codex is around the corner. I'm going to go ahead and play the army anyway mm-hmm. and get a feel of what works. And then all I have to do is kind of redefine what the new codex brings to the table. So I think that'd be pretty cool to see. Yep, indeed. And speaking of how it shakes up the meta, we actually have a decent four events to talk about. Thanks, Ray. You did the searching for us. Yeah, appreciate the help helping out on that. So the high call coming through once again to be able to scavenge us four events to talk about. Where are we starting off first? Well, we're going to start north of the border here in Montreal, Quebec. Oui, oui. Yes, so the Abyss Supernova, a solid 38 players showed up. And the scoring that they used was differential scoring. So the good old 0 to 20 chart. And the top five were something like this. Sebastian Besner with, oh, hey, look, Tyranids, as we talk about them. It's like he knew. Aha. In fourth place is Maxime Rampen with Custodes. In third place is Franck Lorty with Admech. How is that possible? I don't know. The internet told us that's not possible. Well, I think he ended up playing the guy who came in second place, Samuel DePonte, with Thousand Sons in round four because they both have a draw on that round. <laughs> so I think they knocked each other out of contention. So that let Sebastian Jeffreon, hopefully I pronounced that right. I'm sorry there, Sebastian, to come in with a solid 2020-15-2020 with Eldar. Nice. All right, what's in this ad back list? I gotta know. Well, da 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 da. Yeah. It is. It's tech pre two tech priest dominus an engine seer and a manipulus. And it so the enhancements that exist in there is the master annihilator and the omni sterilizer. And then we got two decent sized bricks of vanguard looks like just 10 man squads if my math is right i don't think they can go back up to 20 like they used to i think they're stuck at 10 i have to double check that though maybe a single scorpius dune rider huh. 18 breachers hello And then two Scorpius Disintegrators and the trusty Calidus Assassin. How many of those are supposed to exist? I think it's the same person just going around the galaxy. (laughs) Being on multiple tables at the same time. Cloning. Okay. But yes, his their list is legitimately called Who Let the Breachers Out? (laughs) So very much abusing the um the stat line of the Cataphon Breachers, which I'm assuming they're really, really chunky boys. If he's bringing they them. are, the, yeah. What kind of guns did they put on the Breachers? Does they have it listed there? Um, the heavy arc rifles. They did. Okay. The reason I was asking said it's very similar to, and I forgot the player's name. It's you know only my job here on the podcast to know these things. But he was on uh, Zeno's Petting Zoo, who won an event about five, six weeks ago. 
And I know he's coming to Smite Club, and I'm wondering if he's bringing a similar list. And it was very well suited for the current meta, the vehicle-heavy, knight-heavy lists. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty cool. Yep, definitely a change to see. And then from there, we, we come on back south of the border. And this one... I'm going to assume is Great Falls, Montana. Because MT, and I don't remember what that stands for. Here in the... All right, cool. I'm not <laughs> thinking to work at the post office. <laughs> All right. So this one was a 32 person event. And they took a, a note out of the Frontline Gaming logo. It's, this, it's a blue sister, almost the same background. Just different pose and an explosion. <laughs> nice. So. Something's wrong, Eric. Something is missing from the number one spot. What could that be? It doesn't start with an A. It's not Adbeck? <laughs> and it's not Custodes. <laughs> it's not Eldar. Wow. That's so anyway, we're going to start. What's going place. on this week? <laughs> bamboozling that's what's going on so in fifth place we have adam wilmarth with orcs in fourth place we have sammy hopper with sisters of battle what what is going on here in third place we have troy oswood with eldar in second place we have james walsh with dark angels what? And in f- first place, we have John Holbrook with Da Boys. So two orcs made the top five. So wait a minute. The last two weeks, we had Ben Jurek and Rich Kilton, arguably the top two U.S. orc players in the country. Neither of them are playing orcs. These two guys are able to hit top five in the same event in Montana. <laughs> Although I do have to enjoy John Holbrook's list though okay um it's <laughs> built fork tough nice and, and he has a simple note on his list i'm not not listing you are <laughs> i love it so his list is very straightforward it is a whopping two beast bosses two weird boys three units of beast snag of boys and then one, two, three, four, five units of regular boys. Hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six different trucks. Three big tracks. So the forgeable transports. Okay, so what's that? Okay. Um, two units of Gretchen, three mech guns, and one, two, three units of storm boys. That's a lot of army for 2,000 points. Yeah, that's 15 storm boys. And then all of the orc boy units of each variety is 10 guys. That's close to 200 because it was 50 orc boys. Wow. Yeah, that's getting up there. So it's 30 B-Snaggle boys, 50 regular boys. So that's 80 that's 95 with the Storm Boys, and that's 
115 with the Gretchen, not including the Gretchen for the mech guns. And hmm. then 119 with the beast bosses and the weird boys. 137 with the mech guns and all the crew. They're just part of the model, so they count. 140 with the big tracks, and then 146 with just the trucks. Wow. And do you don't want to know what his most expensive unit is? Oh, the Beast Dagger Boys. One of those units. Nope. It is tied between the Beast Boss with Follow Me Lads and the Beast Dagger Boys. Wow. At 105 points. Everything else is less than that. <laughs> Talk about trading up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hit all the buttons. Get all the shiny bits. Wow. And at this point, um, it does list it as the ECDC presents. Any idea if that's like a separate circuit? I believe it's a regional circuit. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I remember seeing the logo. I don't know off the top of my head. Hmm, okay. Because in the description of the event, they do have a link to their website. So okay. at that point, I assume it's a regional event. I will look it up. So we're going to jump from Montana down to a more humid place that has alligators and for some reason they call them the salty classic gt down florida okay that's utah yeah. utah is salty it almost happened again derek but there's two eldar in the top five this time interesting okay Mm -hmm. In fifth place, we have some guy calling himself Azek Arman with Thousand nice. Sons. Very fitting. In fourth place, we have Ruben L.R.I. Fernandez with Eldar. In third place, we have Andrew Massa with Eldar. In second place, we have Curtis Hoddling with Astro Militarum. And in first place, the only undefeated, Gustavo Lorenzo with Imperial Knights. Was not expecting that at the top spot. All right, then. By the way, ECDC stands for Electric City Dice and Cosplay. And they uh, run several uh, events in the local the Mont Montana area. Oh, Kentucky. Congratulations for them for getting that event off. Yep. So... Yeah, this event had 33 people and knights came out on top. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're the knights expert. Is there anything? Is it still going wide with uh, war dogs? Or is he, what's he doing? Well, the, the chaos knights go wide with war dogs. Mm -hmm. the, that one, I've, I've scoped a few. Our new number is 14. 14 doggos. Wow. Whereas Loyal Knights, they still 
rely off the synergies of the bondsman abilities, so they still play a little more tall, such as Gustavo here, who brought Canis Rex, a Castigator, a Knight Crusader, three, well, two Helverins, and one Warglaive, and then the Calidus Assassin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because mm -hmm. the, the Castigator, very much like the Chaos one, gives the Armagers sustained hits for free on all their guns within six inches. That can add up pretty quick, especially with that. What's it, the Reaper Auto Cannon that has all those shots? Yeah, the Armager Auto Cannons, it's eight shots of strength, nine AP, one flat three damage. So it's not the best at punching armor but it's definitely good at chewing through medium infantry yeah let's say weight of weight of dice alone will do some damage mm -hmm. and then the last one we get to go to that was actually streamed by war games live is in texas and that's wasteland wars dun 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 this one had 44 people in attendance, so it, the event number kind of went up as we went through. And the placings. Well, this is startling. There is only one Eldar, and he's in fifth place. Wow. Yep. Matthew Casey went... Um, he almost had a perfect score but he dropped round one with a 76 and then he scored a perfect 100 on every other game. <laughs> what did that first guy know how to defeat Eldar? Well, let's take a look. See and see who it was. Ah, okay. It's that guy. So in fourth place, we have Derek Ramsey with forces of the hive mind. So maybe Gene Steeler cult, maybe Tyranids. Only he will ever know. Actually, BCP will know. In third place, we have Patrick M. with Tau. Okay. In second place is the guy who beat Matthew Casey in round one, Josh Archer with Necrons. Yeah, Necrons are usually a hard counter to Eldari right now. Okay. And first place is first place is Matthew Gaddy, also with Necrons. Huh. Very. It's kind of like a. It's like okay, we we brought all the big toys to the game, but now it's like who can outdog the top dogs in this particular event? You got Eldar, you got Gene Cedar Cult, you got Necrons. I think the only missing there is Custodes. Yeah, like looking at the Necron list, it's very much what you see all the time right now. A couple of Hexmark Destroyers, a couple of Overlords, some Technomancers, the Transcendent Contan with the Septermal Weave Enhancement, so that thing is really obnoxious to kill. A single Reanimator, two additional units of Crypto Thralls, two Doomsday Arcs, two minimum units of Flayed Ones, two full 10-man Bricks of Lich Guard. Mm. Yikes. 
and then some Ophidian destroyers, and then one small unit of Tomb Blades. Hmm. A little bit of toys there. So I think I'm probably nailed it on the head with, okay, the start of the edition, we're going to bring all vehicles. We're going to be really hard to move, and we're just going to kill everything. Now it's gone back to the, all right, everyone's bringing vehicles, so I'm going to bring hordes. Yeah, it's kind of that shifting count. It was funny because I had a game on uh, Friday night, and he had infantry. And I was like, "Oh, what do I do? <laughs> how do I how do I cope with this?" And it was really bizarre. So, yeah, I think that might be the move now. And I was thinking about that the other day because there's that ah, I forgot his name. He was at our last RTT. He's playing kind of a gaunt carpet list for of mids. Oh, you're talking about Steve? Is that his name? Yeah, it's. And it's, first of all, it's visually, it's pretty amazing because it's just, you just see the sea of bodies going up and over terrain and stuff like that. And I can't say he's like won a whole bunch, but there's a lot of players like, well, what do I do to shoot all this? Because all my, you know, the, not everybody has access to Blast right now because they're so focused on killing big stuff. So mm -hmm. it was interesting. Yep. I know looking at his list, my my knights right now would go like, all right, cool. My, my desecrator has plenty of big bug targets to pick off one at a time. Whereas my castigator and all of my war dogs are literally going, uh, uh, mm -hmm. which way do we do? We shoot boss. I don't know. Let's just yeah, look at those, and it's uh, maybe this might be the shift. And then when you add the codex, into you know, realistically, it'll be on tabletops in two weeks. This mm -hmm. might be the shift that people need to switch to a new meta, and that's where you kind of really look at new units. So, well, like I've been fiddling around with going back to custodes after a Smite Club open, and the more and more I think about it, the more and more I just want to bring Terminators. Solid choice. I mean, why not? You know, but I that stand on objectives, go ahead and move off, move me off them. You're scoring primary, yeah, why not? Yeah, it is just the fact that the the Alora's Terminators they have to be in melee to be really scary, and at that point, it becomes the the custodian hiding game, which right. I'm honestly not very good at because I'm not very patient. <laughs> hmm. yeah, um, but... Whereas I've been kind of fiddling around with NIDS lists, and I can't find something that I'm happy about with what I currently own because I haven't actually played them yet. I've been too worried about other stuff. So good thing I waited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence at my point because uh, I, I, I am for our league. The pod I am in uh, of the twelve players, uh, six of them are marines, three of them are, are knights of some kind. And I'm like, oh, okay, that really pushes you into you know kind of a corner where you want to you know what you're fighting against. So the good news is, if I can beat one marine player, I should be able to beat all. <laughs> all six because they're all pretty similar same thing with the mm -hmm. night issue but it's interesting i'm also been 
you know, as I've been playing a few other games, I know that's not the overall meta. So when we get to the playoffs, like, like there's no Eldar in our pod, which is weird. And um, there's no custodies either. So it's like, okay, I think there's one GSC player. So you don't have the big boogeyman in the list. So that's why I'm afraid that I might skew my list too much to that meta. And then I can get to a regular tournament and go, oh, yeah, I'm not equipped to, to deal with this. Yeah, I know with me building my custodes, it's. Yeah, it's taking the idea of building the the meta custodians where it's here's my big bricks of guys it's a whole bunch of wounds you can't exactly shift me very well and okay that's that's boring i like having interactive units so instead of just bringing more custodian guard let's let's go ahead and bring terminators oh i have enough points let's bring telemont dreadnoughts <laughs> mm. Good old foretold stuff, yeah. I must have been eyeing a tantalus again. Just kind of like, hmm, this could be fun. Well, I mean, it's either I bring two Telemons or I bring two Caladius Grav Tanks and a Prosecutor Squad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, just trying to figure out the whole scheme, but I think it's all going to change pretty soon. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see what the, the news from Nova will be. And, um, and if we see that data sleep shortly thereafter. Yep, I think that's honestly why we've probably seen a lot of people jump off of Eldar is because they're worried about the nerf bat. Which I mean, be. Yeah. yeah, I don't blame them because it's the same kind of thing that when the the updates were coming last edition and my custodes were very much on that chopping block. I was worried about them being nerfed into the ground. Well, they were. But it was enough of a nerf that I could continue playing and going, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, I guess where I'm at is I could see them yeah, really nerfing Eldari. The problem is that book is a lot more, it's very similar to the Space Marine Codex. It's incredibly vast, has a tremendous amount of data slates. There are a lot of units still in there. Are they really going to hit all of them appropriately? Mm -hmm. Or just a new boogeyman that's going to come out So from that book? So I don't know. Well, I mean, at this point, it's just part of the ecology of the game of you nerf the big scary monster in the room. Okay. The big scary monster goes away. Oh, look, there's another big scary monster. Yeah, that's one thing I was also looking at. I had a chance to know. Let's take like you know we were talking about Admech earlier. You know, and Botan is you know towards the bottom of the the metal watch. How? What is like for example? What's Botan's record versus Aldari? What's what's Botan? You know, and I don't know. It's funny. I was reading the Goonhammer article about how to play competitively with Botan, and they fairly can't please it. You're playing Botan, so get ready for a bumpy ride, and. But it seems like shooting-wise, they have a ton of firepower. I think it's just their inability to do the mission is probably what's holding them back, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it, that's the usual trade-off that you see with armies, is that, okay, if you are a really, really good army at X 
form of combat, you usually give up something like being able to score primary points or something along that line. Right. Well, in the case of something like Votan, they are paying for the the misdeeds that they had last edition upon release because of the egregious power level that they did have. Even though they could have realistically taken away just like one thing instead of all of the things. Yeah. So... I still feel bad because, and that's where I hope we don't go down this road with this edition. You know, first it was Drukari was so overtuned, and then first I add back then Drukari, then something else. Then we nerfed uh, Votan before they even got released. And when they asked, you know, the few playtesters that are willing to speak up, so what the hell were you people thinking? Their quick response was, <laughs> "Wait till you see the rest of the codices. We made them this strong because <laughs> the worst is yet to come." <laughs> And mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's just, yeah, they had to be that strong if you're going to fight into Crusher Stampede, Tyranids, and all the other nonsense that came out. So, Yeah, and that was always the trade-off, is we're going to base our play data off of this thing that we're playtesting six months in advance, and then the players are going to get it, and they're going to run into the same problems well, we didn't have those problems because the stuff we were playtesting was stronger than that already. Right. So we'll be curious to see. And then if you remember back to 8th edition too, the, the the big difference was the between Codex and Index. You know, Index armies had three stratagems. Codex had 40. I'll be curious with these new codices as they come out because you're limited to those six stratagems per detachment. Will it just be more options, not necessarily more power? So I'd be curious to see how that all plays out. Well, yeah, at that point, it would really just depend on exactly how they tune those six detachments. Because, I mean, you take the the concept of Nedzilla lists, where it's, here's my Carnifex is led by Old One-Eye, here's a Norn Assimilator, or and a hive tyrant and all this here's all my big bugs i'm just going to eat you off the table and you give that detachment the ability to be even more durable that's going back down the leviathan route yeah that's a good point i don't know well we will see soon enough um i'm assuming with the pre-order coming up so the non-disclosure pack should be also being lifted so maybe we should get some more news soon on that as well Yep, I fully expect this week to be full of articles of, oh, hey, here's this thing in the book, here's this thingy, oh, here's this not important thing that we showed you, but it references something important. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. All right, so we will find out Wednesday uh, from Games Workshop. Also, of course, coverage of the Nova Open all in our next episode. Uh, Robert, anything else to cover this evening? Nope. Besides the fact that I forgot how much I hate building custodians. <laughs> Their shoulder pads get in the way of everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not how you deal with all those spears. Those things drive me nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm learning that very quickly. That spears are much longer than axes. And I'm just... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Why me? 
Yeah. But so yeah, more to work on over the next few weeks. We'll have plenty of updates as they go through. In the meantime, my name's Eric. I'm Robert. And thank you for listening to the Exterminatus Podcast. Hey listeners, this is Raymond with the Exterminatus Podcast here to talk to you about KR cases. If you're like me and you're constantly looking for that better way to store your armies, then look no further than KR cases. That's right, this is the foam company known for their soft blue foam in the cardboard cases. They're a great way to mix and match whenever you're heading out for that next tournament just swap out those boxes and no need to worry about switching the foam in and out they're sturdy the boxes help protect your models and if you when you order they come fast the order is right and for a better price than the other guy so go to krcases.com and when you place your order be sure to mention the exterminatus podcast is your beer keg boring? Does it not have enough tentacles coming out of it? Does it not taste as funny as you remember because you didn't put a tear in it? Well, the wonderful makers of the Necro Nom 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 to replace your average pizza decided to come out with a, another book of the Lovecraft Cock. So they're from reddukegames.com and it will guide you through 78 different kinds of cocktails to summon a demon, summon a space bug. Who knows? Either way, it's going to be a very, very wonderful time, and we would highly recommend that you try to not ingest too many while at the gaming table, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen when you roll Perils of the Warp, or you roll a natural one on your persuasion check if you decide to play indeed. So, if you're looking for fanciful drinks, go ahead and grab the Lovecraft Cocktails by the Mad Men at RedDukeGames.com, the makers of the Necro Nom Nom are you a gamer that has more bare plastic than you have time to paint? Do paintbrushes spontaneously combust when you hold them? If either of these is true, contact White Crow Studios and get your models painted by a college-trained professional painter. You can contact Bo at whitecrow.commissions at gmail.com and view his previously painted models at White Crow Studios on Facebook.